You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's the Noble and Roos Show, brought to you by BallIsLife.com and Dash Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Noble and Roos Show, presented by Ball Is Life and Dash Radio. I'm your host, Roos Williams, along with my host, Zach Noble. We're in the building. And today we just want to quickly discuss the Houston Rockets being reported to sign DeMarcus Cousins. Zach, how you feel? Boogie. Boogie to the Rockets. Boogie's always been my guy. I've always been a huge Boogie guy. Um, I wanted to have have more success in Sacramento. I actually really believed in him, Isaiah Thomas, and Ben McElmore. Ben McElmore to a fault, but luckily he's on the verge back. I've, I've never lost belief in him. I just thought he was a Sacramento failure, uh, but uh, never know. Maybe Isaiah Thomas can make an appearance for Houston as well, but I think this clarifies that uh, James Harden's staying for at least a little bit. That's that's what I get out of this. Uh, I saw someone tweet. I I'm can't all in on that. I can't confirm this, but I saw somebody tweet that Woj said um, that Harden, was going to, Harden and Russ would both be at training camp. Recently. So, yeah, like after like like thirty minutes ago, I saw this. And for anyone listening, it is six p.m. on the West Coast on Monday. So Boogie just signed, or was just reported to sign, uh, about three three hours ago. Yeah, that's a lock. Then that's uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is what you've been wanting. Yeah, I mean, you've been wanting clear clarity that uh, your boy was going to stick around a little bit and run it back and see what. Uh, Steven Silas is truly made of. Um, you think this does it? You believe that he's for sure sticking around a little bit? Well, it depends on what your definition of doing it is. And uh, it depends on, you know, if they have success. But I think it's a pretty damn good start. I mean, on paper, this is one of the more offensively talented teams that James Harden's ever been on, it looks like. We'll see if that comes to fruition. But the pieces are there. Can he adapt his game to play with it? Will they even get the chance? Will players like Boogie stay healthy? A lot of questions left to be answered, but I'll say this, man. I like this. I love this, actually, for for multiple reasons, and I'll just run through them the best I can. First and foremost, cheap deal, non-guaranteed. Low risk, high reward. Got to love it. Second, optionality. Uh, It gives the Rockets optionality. They have not had optionality uh, for a long time, pretty much under Mike D'Antoni. They they intentionally sacrificed it, and now they have Christian Wood, who's a different type of big than DeMarcus Cousins. And now they have another creator and a guy that can really create for other people. Um, third, I mean, look, I, I just tweeted this, and this is kind of my view on it. Josh Smith was the second creator on the Rockets when, when they got him in 2015. And he was the second best creator with the ball in his hands, creating for other people. He only averaged 12 points, six boards, three assists a game, shooting 33% from three. I mean, look, if DeMarcus Cousins gets hurt, gets hurt then he's hurt. But if he's healthy, can he give you 12, six, and three? I believe so. I think the answer is definitely yes. I also saw someone say uh, you can look at it as like a diet, a much, much diet, but but a diet version nonetheless. 
of Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins in New Orleans with Christian Wood and now hurt and hobbled Boogie. Um, and then obviously you take into account that New Orleans didn't have Russell Westbrook and James Harden as well. So, I mean, positive outlook on the surface level. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing nothing wrong about this whatsoever. It's only positives all around. And one, it's a guy I think Harden's had a little bit of relationship with. I mean, he's just a dude that they respect, a past all-star talent. Uh, he wasn't great. He wasn't at his peak since he's been in New Orleans. And that was 2017, 2018. So that's my biggest concern. A guy coming off these two massive injuries can't even get to that 12, 6, and 3, even though that's so, such a realistic outlook. And I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that definitely makes me excited that that's all you're looking for. Um, if you can get a guy like that that can be a body to, I mean, hold down the fort when the big's coming to town a little bit. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that'd be nice. That's the goal um, here. But, I mean, they need they still need talent. That's the thing. In order for them to become a full contender, um, Christian Wood was – I was really happy with that deal. I mean, he's the guy that – if he would have been there last year, I, I've said this – multiple times I think they would have taken the Lakers to seven games not going to say they would have won that series I just think Christian Wood would have allowed those guys to get to seven games because that's what they were missing uh, with that squad Uh, DeMarcus he's the passing game playmaking yes I mean you got Harden and Russ outside of that it's going to be DeMarcus Cousins I mean he's one of the at his peak he's the only other better big man passer I can think of is Jokic I mean Boogie's an all-time passing big man, uh, and it'd be pretty cool to see him just show flashes of that even. Uh, but, yeah, it's his lateral quickness. I mean, can he guard fives first and foremost? And then can you even move him down to some fours um, with a switch-heavy defense? And Houston, I don't know if they'll keep doing that now with Silas. Do you think they will? I don't think they're going to go, like, full switch everything. But to your point, I think, again, and back to the optionality, um, I don't think he's going to start. I, I mean, I wouldn't expect him to start. No, absolutely him. not. I'd expect him off the bench, and I, I would not expect him to be able to play the four uh, at this stage in, today, in today's NBA with his injury history. But what I would be able to expect is, for example, now the Rockets can, can go five out with Christian Wood as the big, mm-hmm. um, match up with like AD. Now they got a guy that can match up with Marcus Gasol, um, you know, in, in DeMarcus Cousins. So, I just think it gives them the option. Like, look, one thing about the Rockets is that over the years recently, Capella was their, their biggest big man unless Nene was playing, but they would frequently get pushed around by guys like, you know, Valanchunas. Uh, oh, the Vucevic. West is big. I mean, yeah, you got Valanchunas in Memphis. You got Jokic. You got other bigs coming up in Denver as well. Um, even Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, long. I mean, the body's like that. I mean, Having Zion, you need somebody that's going to be ba- be able to bang with Zion down there. Um, and then they got Jackson Hayes, and everybody's got bigs that are are good in the West. I mean, Yusuf Nurkic, I mean, he's unbelievable, and he's going to be so important for the Blazers this year. Uh, so you, you have to – there's no way small ball works in, in the West if you're not going to play absolutely perfectly. You're going to have 40% shooters all the way around, um, and that's really hard to come up with that team. So – you got to bring in talent. You got to bring in players that can play team ball like a DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, if anybody that can pass like that should be able to play team ball. But I hope they give them a chance, to be honest. It seems like this has been the play the last two years. Yeah, he got injured again in Golden State. But 
I don't think either the Warriors or the Lakers gave him a fair chance to even get his feet get his feet wet enough, you know? I mean, he just his toes were all that was getting in there really. And even and if that. So it could be just a nice ploy to motivate Harden a little bit or get him a little re energized um uh, and never let him see the light of day, you know? Like I I don't know what percentage of me believes he'll actually touch the court in Houston. Boogie? Yeah, I think there's a great chance he does. They don't even like. He might not make it for the first couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they might bring him along slowly. I think that's the play, you know, unless he's fully healthy. Right. But yeah, I, no, I think I'm the, with you. Bring, move it along slowly for sure. But I mean, he better be healthy. I mean, they brought him in because they claim he's healthy. They saw him work out. That's huge. I mean, that's a great point. Well, the deal's uh, not guaranteed too. So like that's right. You know, that's that's the issue too. I would have liked a guaranteed deal. Because the reason why I say that is because they feel more pressure to play him. And Houston, whether they did it just to motivate James Harden a little bit, get Russ a little more excited about being there, that's a good move regardless. But if you want those guys to stick around for a couple months and not demand a trade at the deadline, um, you got to play the guy. You got to increase your talent level. No. No, no, I don't disagree. I'm just saying okay. that I think you're, I think you're stuck in Dan Tony mode. You know, I, I think you're <laughs> you think stuck. This in Dan guy's Tony. going 12 deep, and we're gonna see what. I, I think so, man. I mean, look, and this is all assuming that this is the roster we're dealing with. You know, maybe this isn't the roster we're dealing with, and, um, you know, things are. This whole, you know, conversation is obsolete. But if this is the roster that they're going into the season with, I think Steven Silas is definitely going to try some things out. And I oh, think yeah. Steven Silas is definitely going to play DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, look, again, James Harden has not had legitimate third creators. No. He's had, he's had Chris Paul. He's had Westbrook. He's had a guy like Josh Smith later in his career. You have a guy like Eric Gordon who creates for himself. He has not had a DeMarcus Cousins and a Russell Westbrook, you know, um, and a Christian Wood who can create for himself and I think will be able to develop into decently creating for others. So, yep. you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I think it's positive. Obviously it all hinges on whether Boogie stays healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, then it's all for not. But I think this gives them the ability to get their playmaking from the front court and focus on their backcourt to round things out realistically uh, to focus on, you know, just three and D guys or guys that play a role instead of a guy that can, you know, play in the backcourt on the wing and create, because those are difficult to find and they're expensive, you know? So, and you're probably not going to find one. Eric Gordon's probably their best bet at the moment, but I think Silas is going to use movement. He's going to utilize what Boogie can do. Um, and now a guy like Eric Gordon's arguably your fifth or sixth best offensive player when, you know, two out of the last four years, he was Harden's best teammate in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, that's that's wild to think about that Eric Gordon would be that high. I just don't think DeMarcus can have – you just brought up that he's going to be better than Eric Gordon off the bat. I know that's not saying much in our eyes, but, I mean, in reality – Just creating. Yeah. Like, look, look, Eric Gordon's only useful off the bench if, he, if the ball's going in the net. DeMarcus Cousins can now be useful with the ball in his hands finding others. Like, I mean, I'm just saying you've seen James Harden play. I mean, who finds people other than James Harden and now Westbrook? Like, no, you, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just thought you said best, fifth best offensive talent and uh, with Eric Gordon. Ta talent, yeah. Health, <clears throat> Couple health questions. maybe not. Talent, though. All right, do you think this is the team, uh, you think they're complete right now heading into training camp? This is the team they're going to roll with? 
is this the team they're going to roll with? Um, like heading into training camp, like they're not making any more, more moves before the season. I think they need at least one more veteran. So I'd be surprised if they don't go for a veteran in the backcourt or, you know, or on the wing. I think they have enough, enough depth on the wing to like get by, but I think they need one more veteran in the backcourt. So I'd be surprised if they don't do that. Um, but if they did go into training camp with this roster, I mean, I think they start with a, the season with a chance if everyone's healthy and the coaching staff gets to it. I think they start the season with a chance to be the third best team in the West, if not second. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they didn't play they didn't play necessarily the best cohesive team ball at the beginning of the year, and they were still winning enough games to be in the in the hunt all the way. And then they played really good in the middle, and then they fizzled off again at the end. Uh, so, I mean, no matter what, they can just win off talent for a little bit, and while other teams are looking to adjust, if they come fully engaged and ready to play, um, I really hope this makes these guys excited and want to give it everything. And I don't want to see a Jimmy Butler experience because that's the only negative downside I could see come out of this. I don't think Harden's that dude. Um, I think Jimmy's a little more prima donna than him, but we Harden's never been in this situation where we saw Jimmy be like that before in Chicago. So we knew what Jimmy was about. Then he did it. I mean, in Minnesota, then you can say there's a little uh, instances in Philly. But, yeah, we don't know if Jimmy – I mean, James Harden's that guy where he's going to put up a hissy fit and just come out and sit on the ground and say, trade me. Well, I would say this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he might look, he might. But if, you, if we're really, like, going deep and parsing through, I mean, the messaging has been Harden wants to go to Brooklyn. Uh, not Harden wants to leave at all costs. It's, it's been Harden wants to go to Brooklyn. Right. And it's been, I think, made pretty clear <clears throat> that what Brooklyn, what Brooklyn is offering is not of interest to – you know, the Houston Rockets front office with, with good reason. I think the objective fan knows, like, that's the Nets poo-poo platter, man. I'm not trying to mess with that. Um, so, you know, and so if you go from there and then you connect the next dot, which is obviously they signed Christian Wood. Okay, nice splash. Oh, wow, DeMarcus Cousins. That's interesting. All of a sudden, you know, maybe Harden starts winning. Right. I mean, Harden, no, the Rockets start winning and things change. But case. I was going to say, over the last four years, uh, Harden and the Rockets have finished third in the West, first in the West, fourth, and then fourth in the West. So with a lot less talent. So oh, yeah. I think it's reasonable to think that he could finish, you know, no worse than top four. Is that good enough for James Harden? Probably not. Um, the other, the other side of that coin is, are the Nets going to be all that? I mean, I got some doubts personally, but that's a different discussion. So we'll see. I don't think there's going to be a t- like fans at the end of the year, like a ton of them. Um, I don't think we're going to have full arenas. So yeah, I mean, if there's any fans, home court advantage is going to mean a little bit, like seeding-wise. But I think as long as they're a top six seed, that means they're playing good enough. Um, you should have a chance to win. I mean, yeah. in this atmosphere, if it was normal um, jam-packed arenas, you're going to Utah getting getting haze, you're going into Portland and they're, they're Rip City in that bitch. They're going wild. Um, I I think it's a different story. You have to have a three seed or a two seed to, to win it all. Um, so that's one good thing to think about is like if Houston starts off slow, they can be just fine in the end if, as long as they are playing good enough at the end of the day um, when it's all over. But uh, best case scenario, what, what do you see uh, with this roster here? I mean, what, what do you see if, if you get, let's say, 60% of Boogie, if you get that Boogie you're talking about, you think 
they're a contender right now? We get the boogie I'm talking about. I think they're a contender pending whether or not they can play defense. James Harden with a top 10 defense um, is a contender, period. You know, so if they're going to, it just depends on what they're going to be defensively. I think offensively, we've seen the Rockets finish top five in offense year in, year out, no matter who the hell's on the court, as long as Harden's playing. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. And I'm encouraged by what we've seen with Silas in Dallas. And I just have all mm-hmm. reasons to believe that Silas will get the most out of the roster, the talent that is on this roster currently. Um, so it comes down to defense, man. If they find a way to lock in, if they really have defensive versatility with Boogie and Wood now, um, if they're able to replace what Robert Covington brought to the table, and if if Will Weaver, who is the uh, you know new defensive assistant that's been brought over from, I think, Australia, so if they've got their schemes right, then they're, they're going to be playing a totally different defense now, right? They're not going to be switching everything. They're not as predictable. So if they t- tweak things and really lock in, I mean, there's a ton of potential. They could be top 10 in both offense and defense. Um, and, you know, at that point, it would really depend on how they match up with the Lakers. I think that's the best case scenario. They could be, you know, a top five, top six seed, if not higher. Um, and they could make a run depending on A, health, and B, if they play defense. I think they're missing a piece or two. You mentioned it a couple minutes ago. You're saying they need another ball handling guard. I think they missed out on guys like Avery Bradley, Langston Galloway, Etwan Moore. Uh, I think those guys would all have been perfect. And Phoenix, getting two of those guys. Um, another guy, Rondo. Hey, Ellington you- is still out there. No, that would be a good one. Um, he's just not a great ball handler. Um, yeah. Sterling Brown can handle the ball. We'll just see what he can bring to the table. I mean, that was a sneaky good pickup. It's just um, how good is he going to be on defense? Uh, Sterling Brown? Yeah, I, I like him. He's a good defender. Uh, but is he good enough to be able to guard the really good twos and threes? And um, that That's what I feel you guys are missing. Um, I also think guys like David Nwaba will be able to fill some of what love you're talking Nwaba. about. You know, but, but you're right. But I think they can get it by committee if Silas is willing – you know, to go there. Um, but they could use improvement, of course. I agree. Eric Gore and I just don't want to see him on that team. I just think he just brings too many um, habits from the past, you know. I think Kim and James Harden are stuck in the, their ways a little bit. And you got to, like, if you get rid of Eric Gordon, you're really only worrying about one of the greatest players of all time being able to adapt and change a little bit. They're just one guy, you know. Everybody else on that team should be able to adapt and adjust to a new coach but then besides maybe James Harden, and that's what it co- would come down to. So it's really just convincing one dude. Eric Gordon is going to be so important. He takes up a lot of usage if he's sticking around. Um, I just think he's a guy that he plays one way as well, and I don't – yeah, I, I'd rather just try to convince one guy and a really smart player in James Harden than Eric Gordon as well. I think that's a really good point, and I agree. Um, if it was a video game, it would be <laughs> it's nice. Way too easy. Yeah, if it was a video game, it'd Don't be nice. To, yeah, right. Just put put Gordon out there, use him for three point shooting in the right scenarios. Use him for he still plays some pretty good perimeter defense um, and can guard guys like Donovan Mitchell, for example. And you'd use him for those things and just ride out the eighteen million that's on his on his deal. Ideally, though, I think you're right. Like, or not, sorry, realistically, though, I think you're right. He's stuck in the past. You know, he's stuck in his role. He's got the green light, and he's just trying to, to mm-hmm. win it, you know? And I would like to see him be a guy that takes, like, nine shots a game, you know? 
um, not, you know, 15. Like our guy Colin Sexton was just on, and like we asked him, are you going to let it fly this year? And he's like, no, I'm not. He's yeah. like, I'm going to only, I'm going to take five or six great shots and get go up from 40% that I'm at to 43, 44. And yeah. maybe if our offense is moving and the pace is going, I'll get a couple extra good looks. But I'm only going to take the great looks and the shots within the system. Eric Gordon should be able to do that. I mean, Eric, Eric Gordon is, was a cop for Colin Sexton. He still kind of is. He's getting and he's getting compensated well enough to just fit into a role. It's not like he's got something to, to you know complain about. For sure. Um, so you're getting paid 18 million to just three and D, man. Just three and D. We don't need you to do the, the other stuff, you know. So if he was if he was able to do that, like all of a sudden, wow, you got some real talent. You got some actual guard play. Like he's the big question mark and how he fits. If he's if he could you know be the Eric Gordon of three years ago, it was a pretty damn good team um, on paper. Right. Missing like missing a few you know tiny upgrades. But if he's not, then the, then the conversation becomes, well, you know, I would love to flip him for a guy like Thad Young, um, mm. if, if that's even possible. But that's a whole different oh, discussion. Oh, yeah, that, that's absolutely possible. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can, we can go down the Eric Gordon trade rabbit hole. but So uh, we've covered a lot. We just wanted to get some quick thoughts out. So now let's wrap this up and let's talk about expectations um, for, for the Rockets and how Boogie fits into the mix. You know, offense, defense, overall, what do you expect from this team currently as constructed? Even what do you expect from this team if they can add the right, you know, veteran piece realistically that you're looking for? Yeah, so Boogie, regardless of uh, talent upside and the dream of uh, just capturing any more talent that the Rockets have always needed because um, they've always felt sh- fell short in the talent category, but he's also a perfect fit. I mean, if you get... Um, even 40, 60% of DeMarcus Cousins, he's worth um, working in there for sure. Defense, like you've said, is going to be the uh, biggest question mark. Uh, I think he can come back and hit shots and make really smart and intelligent passes and be a good part of the system. It's Is he going to be able to hold his own on the other end? And Because uh, that's where they slow down. That's where the big men slow down, really, um, when they face a major injury. Uh but I really, for expectations-wise, I need to see him get 10 to 20 minutes pretty quickly. I mean, he's only – James Harden needs this guy to be really good in order, and Houston needs him to be really good in order for this to play out the way Houston wants to and James Harden to be happy enough to not demand a trade before March. Um, when I think that's when the trade deadline is. But um, And the only re- way that's going to happen is if you – Give him his fair shot. Give him his go, and that's 10 to 20 minutes a game. Uh, but, yeah, I love DeMarcus. Um, hope it works out, and I think it could be really good if it does. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of hit it on the head. He's a great – I think he's a great fit on paper. Obviously, we've got, a, you know, health and, and physical conditioning is a different discussion. But his talents fit. Um, if they can just get, you know, 50%, 60% of what he is and or what he's been, uh, it's a great fit. I think that – the luxury the Rockets have with Boogie and with the signing is that they don't need him. They, they're not signing him with the expectation that they're going to lean on him heavily. L- let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Not that they don't need him. Um, they they don't. Sorry, they don't lean on him. Right. Okay. It's not like hey Boogie, we're signing you because we're expecting you know eighteen and eight out of you. Right. It's like it's like hey Boogie, you know we have this team. I think on paper before the the Boogie signing. The Rockets had a team that can make the playoffs, you know, and, and be annoying and, and have some flashes, Christian Wood, you know, elevating his game, all that. I think with Boogie, they now have 
that extra gear that if things if things fall in place, they could really contend because Boogie gives them that presence that they've been desperately missing, both in terms of size to be able to not get killed on the boards and to just overall guard post-ups from guys like Nurkic, Jokic, Marcus yeah. Go- Gobert, whatever it is. Um, and then on the other end of the court, now they have creation that, that takes them to the next level. So I think they're taken to the next level by Boogie. And I guess when I said I did, they didn't need him, I meant you know, they were a decent team without him. They were probably a playoff team, at least a play-in team without him. Um, but with him, they could really elevate to an actual contender. So my expectations are exactly that, you know. I, I expect if they stay healthy, I expect the Rockets to make the playoffs. And if things click the way that we really hope, if the coaching staff is the truth, Harden and Russ come to camp locked in and they stay that way, Eric Gordon accepts his role or is traded for the right person, right? Like all these things that they're big ifs. They're, that's, not, that's not sugarcoat. They're huge ifs. But if they go right, I mean, signing Christian Wood and Boogie to me were both huge ifs before the offseason. So, you know, but if they go right, then Houston can consent. Last final thoughts is DeMarcus Cousins could be a double negative if it doesn't work out. One, because I truly think they need that roster spot. They need more talent. They need a certain fit. They need more defense. All these things that they're needing this guy to bring, but also it works out in the fact that it's just terrible for Harden and Westbrook. Um, morale oh, that this guy that they're hoping has something left in the tank. Do you know if Harden was present when he worked out at all? I don't. I don't know that information. Okay, that'd be nice to know. That'd be nice to know. We should look at it. I, know, <laughs> I, I mean, I know that they, they're pretty cool. Um, last thoughts. We didn't touch on this, but the, if there are the, there are rumors about John Wall for Westbrook, if that were to happen, it would reunite Boogie and Wall, which would be interesting. Um, and then Harden, Boogie, and Wall would just be an interesting collection of personalities and basketball approach. But I, I agree with you. If it doesn't work out, it could blow the whole thing up. It could be like the bomb that officially brings down the building because... So- Tommy Shepard, the GM of uh, Washington, you know, today he came out and said there's no no chance in hell that's happening. But here's the thing. I mean, if you put every single player and front office guy on the stand in court, they'd all perjure themselves nonstop, right? I mean, (laughs) nobody – you can't believe anybody. I mean – yeah, I mean, it, it, da- damage control hilarious. is different. Damage control is different from reality. But yeah, if if things go south and Boogie doesn't work out, or Boogie gets you know his his um, attitude is soured, then it could like in, be infectious and totally destroy everything from within. So that's that's also a very real possibility, which leads me to the final final thought. Um, this is all going to hinge on Steven Silas. Uh-huh, Steven, for sure. And health, of course. That's the that's the one thing we don't have control over, but. If Steven Silas can get to this team early and if what he's selling is worth it, it could change everything. If it's not, it could also change everything for the worse. So Steven Silas is tasked with a very interesting um, task, I guess, you know, a very interesting problem at hand. Um, and it's going to be up to him to, you know, to solve it and, and see if he is the guy for the job. So we'll see. That's That seems like the most pressure any – First year head coach has ever had. Can you think of anybody? Uh, one right off the top of my head, Nick Ty Nurse. Lou. Nick Nurse, dude. Ty Lue, too. Yes, there's two of them. Ty, there's David Blatt. David Blatt, too, if we're keeping it real. Uh, yeah, Nick, I mean, any LeBron coach ever. <laughs> ever, right? Uh, Eric Spolstra, honestly. Right, man, yeah. You know, when, when that happens. So, uh, Nick Nurse. So, but he's right in that category. Steven Silas, I'm throwing him in there. Yeah, no, he, he is, dude. I mean, he is. I mean, he's got 
the franchise for the last eight years. Oh, it's resting you know, on his shoulders for franchise sure. players in the balance, resting on his shoulders. He's got to pull the right strings. Hopefully the staff is the truth, man. We'll see. So, all right. With that, real, real quick. Yeah. Would you rather, ha- would you rather have had Hassan Whiteside? Oh uh, man, that's tough. Right. Cause I, that's, that's the debate here in my estimation. I'll, I'll say no. Oh man, it's tough. Okay. Hassan Whiteside. He's good. Healthy. He's really good. I think like he's not really good on a, a bad team, but he's good on a team with structure and that's disciplined and that has good coaching, which I think Houston will have here. Uh, I think Hassan would have been great in Houston. I just like the idea of Boogie being hungry. Um, and Hassan is notorious right. for, for not being hungry. But yeah, and, and the, the deal breaker for me is that Boogie can create, man. That's the thing. I'm excited to see him create. Harden with a guy who can create in the front court has always worked. It's always worked. So I'm just excited another creator because the Rockets need that. You know? like, like if Westbrook goes down or if Westbrook gets hurt and he can't do it the same way like we saw in the playoffs, well, all of a sudden you might have Boogie who can maybe, you know, you could run a few possessions through him. And so maybe that can change things. So I, that's what I'm excited about. Uh, Whiteside would be, would be better defensively, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Whiteside would be accepting of his like role being diminished. Whereas I think cut like Boogie is playing for something, you know what I mean? So I don't know, yeah, but health. Pers- personality would be questionable too with Westbrook and Harden. I think it rubbed those two the wrong way. With Whiteside, probably with, yeah. with, with Boogie, I think they're like boys, so that helps. Right. You know what I mean? So, so we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, but with that, we will wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully, the Rockets can make it work from my perspective. Uh, bet the rest of the league is scratching their head at this one, thinking, I don't know. So, we'll see. Rate and subscribe, people. Rate and subscribe. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs>